रजनीकांत अफ So glad to have you on the show. Thank you for inviting me, Manjula. So I was reading the book and I found that you know, um, yeah. Of course, it's a very interesting life, but mm. uh, it's a total fascinating life. Wouldn't you say that fascinating fa- life? Fascinating and it's totally rags to riches, right? Mm. So you know, I have seen that even in your earlier books, you've got. you know people from tamil nadu who are uh, extremely famous there and you you know uh, who people outside in other states are also like kind of fascinated by and it's almost like you're the interpreter of uh, uh, tamil figures to people outside would you agree <laughs> no actually it is something that has been thrust upon me i never uh, kind of propose uh, these subjects it was the publishers who wanted me to write about these people Ooh. because um, i was uh, working as the editor of india today tamil edition hmm. for uh, nearly 10 years hmm. and so i was very close to tamil nadu politics and then i had already written a book for penguin a book on tamil nadu politics okay and uh, so then uh, they thought i might be uh, the best uh, correct person to write about jayalalitha hmm. so i wrote on jayalalitha then later somebody asked me to write about karunanidhi and now alf asked me to write about uh, rajnikanth okay. it was not actually my proposals hmm they asked me they commissioned me to write okay but which one was the most difficult to write i mean i i got the feeling when i even read the jayalalitha book that, that was difficult to write right <laughs> you know yes jayalalitha book was indeed very difficult because it was very difficult to uh, get people talk about her when she was alive you know hmm. they were all scared and so many people the bureaucrats and the minister none of them would speak even when she was not in power hmm. um then uh, karunanidhi was also karunanidhi i knew him personally well hmm. and i had keenly watched all the goings on there and so uh, there were a lot of references and my own experiences and also uh, it was hard work but then it was not very difficult hmm. you know meeting people and uh, talking to them and all and then when it came to rajnikanth i i thought that would be the easiest to <laughs> write about because you know it was mainly about his films and then uh, you know whatever we have heard about him and all that but then it it proved to be a very difficult task really but then I, yes because he proved to be a, an enigma the more i delved into the subject the more he became you know kind of an unknown person to me oh so but then i met a lot of his uh, friends in um, bangalore 
I am from Bangalore and I can speak Kannada very well. Okay. And so I was able to talk to them in Kannada and they were very nice, extremely nice, you know, his classmates in the film institute where he studied in uh, Chennai. Hmm. And uh, they were, so they gave me a lot of uh, facts and uh, fascinating incidents, you know, about uh, uh, his early life. Hmm. and how he struggled and and uh, how passionate he was about acting hmm. and the, all the struggle he went through and then the, suddenly like a fairy tale he became a superstar within two years hmm. uh, after starting his acting hmm. that was an amazing story and uh, slowly you know he came into the picture and then because you know the because I was in Tamil Nadu for a long time, hmm. uh, you know, um, being the editor of a political magazine, news magazine, hmm. I knew I was associated with a lot. I was kind of witness to a lot of uh, political happenings that happened during hmm. that time, hmm. uh, in which uh, Rajnikanth was also involved, hmm. and I have been keenly observing Tamil Nadu politics even when I am away from Tamil Nadu. Hmm. Now I am in Delhi. Oh. So it, uh, it was a lot of work, hmm. but still it was a, it is a fascinating story. Okay. Yeah, it is a fascinating story. I mean, like this total, <laughs> you know, uh, person who's been a porter and a bus conductor and then this, the heights that he's reached through his success. Uh, he came with nothing. When he came to Chennai, he just came with a couple of pants, that two conductor uh, uniform that he had, <laughs> and a comb and some, you know, Nanjan good tooth powder, one <laughs> pink powder that was available in Karnataka. He brought that. And then that is all. Nowhere to go. He has slept on platforms, on benches, it is an amazing life, really. How yeah. he continued with such grit and uh, determination to do well in life. Hmm. But it's also the sort of life story that makes you believe that, you know, things are not... Maybe that's why he's also so uh, 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 so withdrawn, perhaps, as seen from your book. Because it's it, it's sort of like a testament to the fact that everything is not in your control. Things happen to you and you're chosen for some things. Right? Yeah. He believed in some kind of a divine um, call, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, he had some kind of uh, hallucinations also sometimes. And then and mm -hmm. even uh, uh, you know, yeah, once uh, I have written that he tried to end his life and then uh, he thought he saw some vision and then that made him stay alive and then he went back to work. Even at uh, first, he, he just got a coolie's job mm. carrying sacks of uh, grain on his back and all that. Then later he became the conductor and conductor the, as a uh, life as a conductor was a big opening for him actually. And mm. It brought in new distrust to him, new dreams that uh, were uh, thought to be impossible to fulfill. But still, with friends, he had great friends who mm. helped him at every stage. Mm. And he has not forgotten that at all. He still goes back to Bangalore whenever he is distressed. 
and then chats with them and laughs with them. The kind of uh, ease with which he moves with them cannot be seen with uh, the people he moves in Chennai. Mm. Uh, you know, that, uh, that is an amazing thing. He is, uh, I personally feel he is still very much rooted in Karnataka, though he made so big in Tamil movies and won, aspired to become a, a politician mm. and uh, even kind of swayed into thinking that he might come to power one day with mm. the help of his friends. Mm. But tell me, this, uh, you know, clearly... It must, the book must have had his blessings if all these friends spoke to you. Yeah, of course. But of he, course. okay. But he, uh, yeah, that was a big uh, kind of, you know, source of information to me hmm. uh, for me to formulate his character and then understand the man and how really simple and naive he was. Though, you know, he is an intelligent man, very hmm. sharp. Mm -hmm. uh, as uh, all the edit, uh, directors who have directed him tell me, mm -hmm. he was a very sharp and intelligent man, so focused in his work. But mm -hmm. at the same time, there was a simplicity uh, ingrained in him. You know, mm -hmm. he was a very simple man, humble man. Mm -hmm. He's still the same, they say. Okay. It is difficult to understand that. Mm -hmm. Uh, come this all this success has not gone to his head they say hmm. okay but uh, uh, i mean you, he himself didn't speak to you right no no he is very shy of meeting uh, hmm. journalists and he has it is his policy not to give an interview at all to anyone especially yes. after he announced that he was entering politics in 2017 december hmm. he, he became very strict Mm. about his decision not to meet journalists and give interviews. So I tried my best. You tried well, I have once interviewed him long back. Mm. Yeah, when I was uh, working for India Today, mm. I have met him and interviewed him. He mm. appeared to be very reserved at the time. Very simple guy, mm. appeared to be reserved. Okay. But later on, I, I tried through all sources very close to him. Hmm. But uh, somehow, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance later. Okay. No, it's clear but from... But he knew I was writing about him. Okay. Yeah, because hmm? I, was, uh, I was thinking that he, he must have known and he must have okayed it to his friends. Yeah. No, but the fact that he didn't ask me to stop writing means yes. that uh, he, he didn't mind my writing. Because you had a very different experience with Jaya Lalita, <laughs> I recall. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so there were some very interesting paragraphs, you know, where you say uh, he yes. was a, a hero of the subaltern and that, that's the core of his success, right? I'll just read yes. this little bit, this paragraph. This is when mm. Rajnikanth entered. His entry marked a clear break from the conventional fair-skinned hero who was a paragon of virtue. Rajnikanth was yes. dark. He smoked and drank, uh, drank on screen and could play dark characters and get away with it. His rawness and irreverence made him a hero of the subaltern. So talk about this. Yeah, he came at the time 
when you know that tamil nadu had seen a big social revolution it was a big churning hmm. of the society he re- represents as a balton hmm. kind of when he came on the screen dark uncouth smoking and drinking and uh, irreverent all that the audience the subaltern thought that he was their representative hmm. he became them actually they thought they you know they thought they could also dream like him yes reach all the heights that he was he had reached hmm. so because of the social churning that happened in tamanad things were different when he came and there was a kind of a, an audience ready to accept him okay the, because the atmosphere the air was filled with irreverence to caste and class mm. class hierarchy mm. and with an anti hero image nonchalance defiance of authority mm. and rakish smile he became a hit mm. and it's also true that he is truly subaltern right i mean he hasn't ca- emerged from any rich family he's actually what he is portraying yeah yeah that is how he he uh, became very convincing you know when he acted like a um, servant for example for instance or somebody some coolie or something like that hmm. um he was very convincing unlike uh, shivaji ganeshan or mgr for instance when they um wore uh, those uh, parts when they acted such parts they were not convincing you could always see that they were stars mm. stars who owned the cast the role but then when uh, rajnikanth acted they, he was very convincing probably because of the fact of what you say Hmm. Okay. He knew. Uh, I mean, he knew where he came from as well, right? So you know what yeah. stands out in in your uh, book is also that he hasn't forgotten his uh, his roots, because as no. you say in the book, he keeps in touch with his friends and his family, and he seems more attached to that, to his origins, right? Yes. Yeah. That is why people, may, you know, he he is known as a good man. generally hmm. by every everyone you say even the fans you know, when i ask them why do you want him to uh, become a chief the chief minister because he is a good man and even uh, cho ramasamy hmm. you know that uh, editor of tugluk yes. was a close friend of rajnikanth hmm. i asked cho why do you want him to come to politics he is just an actor he said cho said because he is a good man we need good men to rule this <laughs> state he said hmm okay so but um, why do you think like he has always been hesitant about this right and you've you've written about that extensively in the book uh, mm. apart from his health issues but even before that he seemed hesitant why do you think that is no because you know after all he was an outsider first of all mm. and he spoke a language that was not tamil he spoke kannada uh, he spoke marathi at home he mm. came here to make a living that's mm. all and then um it, he felt at times it would be audacious to think 
you know, to kind of think of ruling a state that gave him shelter and food when he came with nothing at all. And so he was hesitant and then with uh, just uh, the fan strength, how could he hope to win, win an election or, you know, come to power? And then there was also this uh, Tamil nationalist groups everywhere, I mean, uh, emerging and then even in the film world, there were people who mm. were strongly opposed to an outsider coming to um, enter, I mean, enter uh, the politi Tamil Nadu politics and aspire to rule the state one day. Mm. So yeah, they thought it was ridiculous for an outsider to have such aspirations. Mm. So he, it must have all worked in his mind, but then later on, he, he, the fans kept goading and then the fans thought he would just sweep the polls because of the fan uh, club strength he, he has. Mm. And also, you know, there were political um, parties who thought that he could win, he could, I mean, he, he, they could piggy ride on his uh, popularity. Mm. And when somebody keeps telling you that you will be able to win, you will be able to sweep the polls, then perhaps he was swayed and also started thinking and believing in what they said. Mm. Later, he came to a realization that it was not possible. I mean, health was one concern. But then he must have also realized that uh, he had not even started his party. No, he came, he announced that he will come to uh, politics, thinking that there was a vacuum mm. in, in the political scene when Jayalalitha died and then Karunanidhi was yelling. Mm. And so then they thought, people started thinking that there was a um, vacuum. So he assumed that because of the vacuum, that he could step in. Mm. But vacuums never remain vacuums for long. It has to be filled up. Mm. And then I, that he, he said uh, in 2017 that he was coming to politics. Mm. But within about a couple of years or three years, things changed completely. Mm. There was no vacuum anymore. There was no reason for his, I mean, there was no space for his grand entry, it seemed, mm -hmm. because the DMK came uh, with full force. I mean, Stalin uh, proved that he was the leader of the party mm -hmm. uh, by winning the parliamentary elections in 2019 mm -hmm. on the 38 seats out of 39 in Tamil Nadu. Mm -hmm. And uh, the ADMK also which people thought would just collapse after Jayalalitha's death, regained its importance and then none of the parties, both these parties were like giants, both the Dravidian parties, mm. uh, not losing their vote share, both together, um, uh, was, uh, I mean, it was considered that both of them had uh, together about 63% of vote share. Mm. And so, and then they were well-structured and they were cadre-based. Mm. Whereas uh, Rajni Khan's party had not even started and he didn't have that kind of a um, structure base at all. Mm. And then he was constantly going for his shooting and all that. Mm. But then 
he kept on the hopes of uh, uh, the fans alive because of the pressure he had from some political parties okay. and then also he i think he felt he he thought of entering politics because he thought he needed to do something give back something to the fans hmm. who have supported him and raised him to this level hmm. and therefore i mean he thought only through politics he could do something for them hmm. to bring a better governance to make their life better he thought it he was able to do that Okay. but then it was like a mirage hmm. now you're saying that you know uh, because he's an outsider also he had some uh, um, he had a sort of hesitation but you know i mean i don't know i, I thought even mg ramachandran was not is wasn't really tamil right he was from kerala originally but of course no 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 he was never in kerala he was a born malayali but then yes. he came to tamil he was born in candy in sri ah, lanka yes yes but then he was about 2 or 3 years old he came to tamil nadu and he grew in tamil nadu he grew okay. up here in okay. tamil nadu he grew up and then also um, ngr's uh, success story was different you know mm. yeah, people uh, actors always think that uh, just uh, i mean they can just follow the, the dream of uh, the mgr mm. but it is it is it is not uh, feasible at all because mgr was already a member of the dmk party mm. uh, when he was acting mm. and then all his fan clubs the members of his fan clubs were all members of the party mm. and the, uh, actually the fan clubs were uh, made there i mean formed there mm. just to promote his uh, political uh, career okay so the during elections and all they arranged all the i mean they uh, had their own people in the booths and then they went about uh, doing all the propaganda so they were part of dmk okay all the fan clubs and so it was a homogeneous group this mm. fan clubs were a homogeneous group whereas uh, rajanikanth's fan clubs were a heterogeneous group you know they belong to various parties the only thing that was bonding was their love for talaiva okay. their love for rajnikanth that was the only bonding thing hmm. so he, he couldn't have expected them to vote for him uh, and make him come to power hmm. that's vasanthi talking about her new book rajnikanth a life This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.